Okay, you're back to the show, and your hosts are Jack and Dreen Kennelly, and we are talking in our last segment today with Dan Belinsky, uh, who's uh, produced, uh, well, several North Dakota films, but specifically uh, Sanctified is the one we talked about today. And if, I, if I'm correct, I think Sanctified, did, I, I know you were talking to Dreen over the break, I think she mentioned our two sons were in, in there for about 10 seconds in the, a band that uh, is playing in one of the scenes. And uh, Yeah, actually. Go ahead. Yeah, they're in End of the Rope, actually. Oh, I'm sorry. That. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's, uh, no, that's fine. Um, yeah, End of the Rope is the uh, story that we shot um, most, most recently. That was about um, the 1931 Charles Banning case, and we had a great mm-hmm. barn dance scene in that movie. And yeah, your sons were providing the the, the bluegrass style mm-hmm. music that we had in that scene, which yeah. is great. Well, I, I guess I can claim to have a part in that scene as well because my one son was playing a banjo that I had kind of reconditioned that I had purchased at a at a thrift store here <laughs> in Fargo. So I, I'm going I'm yeah. going to claim that I'm in there, sort of in spirit at least. But, but, oh, nice. Anyway, I, I think, though, we, um, uh, for our listeners who haven't heard you before, because I know Dreen and I interviewed you uh, back when uh, about, um, okay, the name is escaping me. I'm having a senior moment. Uh, yeah, it was either Sanctified or a Heart Like Water. It was Heart Like Heart like Water, yes. that w- It was just coming okay. out. And we, uh, we saw the show and really enjoyed it. But uh, today we're talking about Sanctified. But why don't you introduce yourself, Dan, and uh, and then get into uh, telling us about uh, Sanctified. Yeah, sure. Uh, so, yeah, I moved to North Dakota uh, eight years ago. Uh, we moved from New York City. I was working there as an actor. Um, we had two kids at that point, and we've got five, almost six kids now. And uh, the University of Mary reached out to me, asked me to direct the theater program there, so so brought me out um, initially to North Dakota. Um, around 2018, uh, I started um, my film company, Canticle Productions, um, and it's really kind of built its identity around telling um, North Dakota stories, mostly true North Dakota stories, um, and uh, but telling them through a, through a Christian lens as well. So we see God come through the cracks in the scenes of the storytelling, not in a very kind of hard-hitting, um, obvious, preachy way, but um, in a very uh, real and meaningful way, letting God be present in, the, in, this, in this good storytelling. Um, so we've, um, we've made three feature films uh, at this point. A Heart Like Water was uh, based on the stories of early Dakota homesteaders, uh, one of the episodes in particular was based on the story of Linda Slaughter, who was the first white historian in uh, Dakota Territory. And um, and Sanctified was uh, historical fiction, so that that was a little bit of a departure for us, not based on a true story there, but um, there was about a nun and an outlaw in the North Dakota Badlands. We can talk more about that in a moment. And then uh, End of the Rope was based on the 1931 Charles Banning case that took place uh, in Mackenzie County. Um, almost 100 years ago now. So um, that was a, a really fascinating story as well that a lot of people have a personal connection to. Uh, it, was, um, it was a gift to be able to tell that story. Now, is, is that uh, I, uh, heart, heart Like Water, I don't want to discuss yeah. it, but you know, to me that was really kind of showed how tough life was and how uh, stark 
it was. I mean, yeah. you know, and do the other, does the end of the rope kind of still capture that same kind of uh, life in that one, even though it, I, it sounds like maybe it was written when the state was a little bit more settled? Yeah, um yeah, so it takes place about 50 years, actually, after uh, A Heart Like Water. 1931 is when the story of End of the Rope happens. Um, it's a crime thriller movie. You know, it's based on the story of the last lynching in North Dakota. So that's, that's kind of a tough subject matter, but you know, the way we tell the story is it's a, it's a crime thriller movie. It certainly explores themes of, of justice and um and perseverance and courage um, and triumph over hardship. I think those are themes that run through the history of North Dakota and that are interesting to me as a filmmaker and you know, especially as a Christian filmmaker, a Catholic filmmaker, um, what it means uh, to confront um, obstacles and struggle through them um, and, and maintain your faith. Um, you know, how, did, how, did God, how is God present in um, the, the sufferings and the trials of life? And the history of North Dakota, even though it's you know brief in terms of like the, the white settlement of the state, it's full of um, many stories that highlight those themes. Um, so yeah, Hard Like Water um, explored them in its own way. End of the Rope, I think, explored them in another way. And we've got two more projects that are um, on the schedule for shooting in 2024. Those are going to explore those themes um, uh, as well. I, I, I can't seem to get away from those themes, um, making movies um, that, that deal with North Dakota history, but I'm fine with that because they, they mean something to me as well. Dan, how do you find the stories? That's a combination. Sometimes people bring them to me, and sometimes I'm doing my own research, and I just stumble across um, the, the story, like to the end of the rope, um, that was brought to me by um, Faye Anderson, who is uh, one of the uh, executive producers of Sanctified, and she said, "Oh, I grew up, you know, hearing this great story in McKenzie County, and you should meet Dennis Johnson, who wrote this book." Mm-hmm. So I got to know him through there. Um, the two movies that we're producing in 2024, one is Hazel, which is story of Hazel Miner, the 15-year-old farm girl from central North Dakota who saved her little brother and sister during the snowstorm in 1920. That's a, an iconic and well-known North Dakota story. Um, the Medora is the other film that we're making in 2024. That's the story of the Marquis de Moore and his adventures in the North Dakota Badlands in the 1880s. And that's, of course, a very well-known North Dakota story as well. So I didn't have to... Um, dig very hard to find stories like those, but there's also, um, you know, there's also stories that have been brought to me that are in development right now that I didn't know about or wouldn't have known about, um, but people kind of hear about what the mission of the company is and, and see our work, and they say, oh, you know, I've got a great story to tell. So I'm always open to hearing a good story. Well, that's good for our listeners to know, because I'm guessing that they might have stories themselves that um, would be of interest to you, too, from family. You know, yeah, well, well, the Jack and Doreen Canelli story. <laughs> I mean, that's well, a movie, two movies in and of itself. If you need movies, we'll help you fall asleep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, what, uh, what kind of uh, reception has the movie received, you know, beyond North Dakota? Which movie? Anyone? Yeah. Um, sure. Well, I can talk most recently about End of the Rope. Um, that's, done, uh, that's done well. Um, we we put it in some film festivals. It played in 
festivals in Minneapolis, Los Angeles, um, and several other places around the state that are just eluding me, or around the country that are eluding me right now. But um, it's played in a handful of film festivals and will continue to play in, in film festivals. We just signed a deal with a distribution company for another rope and um, they see a lot of potential for it as well. So they're going to do like a, a theatrical release around the Midwest, even wider than what we did. We did like 40 theaters in the region, but they're going to spread it out to more theaters uh, around the Midwest um, and then get it up on streaming platforms. Um, so it, it's been, it, it seems to have been well received by audiences, no matter where they're from. I think it's just a good story. Uh, it's not just a good North Dakota story, it's a good story, period. Um, and that's the, that's the goal here, to, uh, to find these stories that aren't just uh, appealing to North Dakotans uh, because they have that history, but uh, it's just the, the, their stories that uh, have a lot of uh, value when it comes to the, uh, to the marketplace and the, across the country and, uh, and across the world. Um, and I really do think that uh, the history of North Dakota has plenty of those kinds of stories to offer. Right now, are are Sanctified and End of the Rope are they shorts or are they f- are either of them a full length movie? Yeah, they're they're all full length uh, features. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so um, End of the Rope is what, two hours fifteen minutes, and Sanctified is uh, hour and a half. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and End of the Rope, or I'm sorry, Sanctified uh, recently got put up on streaming platforms. So that's available on Amazon and uh, Google Play and uh, Voodoo and Microsoft and Spectrum and, um, uh, it's on its uh, first leg of streaming release. Um, so it may, it may grow to, uh, to other streaming platforms, but um, people, can, um, people can watch that one online as well as The Heart Like Water. What is the basic story of Sanctified? Sanctified is about uh, an outlaw who's betrayed by his gang and left for dead in the North Dakota Badlands, and then he is picked up by a Benedictine nun right. traveling through the Badlands, and she nurses him back to health in exchange for his guidance through the Badlands to a church in Williston. Uh, so it's, uh, it's an old-school, kind of exciting, uh, action-packed Western film, but at the, the heart of it is the friendship story. It's really a conversion story, this outlaw through his interaction with this good woman, this nun. Oh, that sounds great. So, <laughs> sounds, sounds like a Clint Eastwood kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. It, what's the a mule for Sister Sarah? Yeah. Um, yeah. It has that, but, but the key difference is that our nun is actually a nun. Yeah. yeah. And um, not a woman of ill repute. <laughs> yeah. Or Sidney yeah. Poitier. What was that? Uh, yeah. Oh, you're thinking of Lilies of the Lilies Field. Lilies of the Field. <laughs> Lilies of the Field. Oh, I love that movie. I love that oh, movie, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it it seems to me that, you know, uh, at least from Heart Like Water, that you, you really try to honestly portray what the life was like in the state at that time. And I th- I, I would hope that uh, people appreciate that. Yeah, well, it's been very well received uh, by our North Dakota audiences, for sure. So I'm grateful to be able to tell the stories. You know, it's so important that we know where we have come from. And it seems like, you know, your effort to make these films is helping us as people, but as North Dakotans, to see, you know, the stories and the sacrifices that people made 
for the future. Yeah. Let, well, let's yeah. save that discussion. Okay. We'll we'll take that up at the at the end of the break because right now it's it's time for us. The the clock is no friend of ours, but we have to deal with it. So stay with us for more Real Presence Live. We're talking to Dan Belinsky about, in particular, Sanctified and uh, some of his other films. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. At the University of Mary, we offer an education for the whole of life. Our values-based, flexible, and affordable education will prepare you for success and help you become a leader in your field. Whether you want to start your degree for the first time or continue your education, whether you are a working professional or want to pursue school full-time, join us for an education that will help you make a positive impact in our community. Discover the Mary difference. Umary.edu. That's umary.edu. This is Jake Warner, the State Deputy of the North Dakota Knights of Columbus. I was asked to explain if someone were to come to me and, and ask why should they become a Knight of Columbus. I can answer from my, my own experience, uh, and that would be um, becoming a Knight of Columbus has made me a better Catholic. It's made me a better uh, husband. It's made me a better father. It's made me, a, made me a better man. There are so many things about the Knights of Columbus that young men are really looking for, and, and they don't understand it's just as close as, as their local church. Becoming a part of, of the Knights of Columbus local council uh, opens up so many doors for you. In a society where people are known to be loners and going their own way and, and trying to figure out what's going on around them, the Knights of Columbus provides you a family, people that you can go to, resources that you can reach out to, ask questions of, get encouragement from, uh, not only spiritual encouragement, but, but all kinds of things. Let us run to Mary and as her little children cast ourselves into her arms with a perfect confidence. St. Francis de Sales. Join together with families across the local area for the Rosary, nightly here on Real Presence Radio. On Wednesday through Monday nights, tune in at 8 p.m. Central and on Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Central. Gather the whole family together and pray this powerful prayer with us. Join us for the Rosary Wednesday through Monday at 8 p.m. and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central here on the RPR Network. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the last half of the last segment of today's installment of Real Presence Live. We're talking to Dan Belinsky, a North Dakota movie maker. And um, we're talking about uh, his most recent was Sanctified and some of his other movies. And um, Doreen, I think you had a question that you wanted to bring up with Dan on this side of the break. Right. Um, earlier in our conversation, Dan, you alluded to the fact that these movies are... Um, stories that include God's presence in our lives. No, I'm totally paraphrasing that. But could you speak a little bit about the the art of of making that a movie that is quote unquote religious, but not blatantly religious, <laughs> not over the top, not over the top, not in your face, and um, sure. the struggles and yeah. Yeah, um, well, 
maybe to start, I think that uh, I think that movies that are overtly religious um, and uh, obviously quote unquote faith based films, I think they certainly have their place, and I I don't want to um, you know, criticize. Um, uh, those filmmakers who make uh, who make those films that are uh, that are more obvious in that way. Um, my company has uh, built its built its identity now around telling true North Dakota stories, um, and um, there's a lot of really uh, beautiful themes of courage and faith and sacrifice and love that can come out through telling these true stories. Um, the name of my company is Canticle Productions. Canticle means song of praise to God. And the hope is to tell these true stories and let God uh, and faith be woven into the fabric of the storytelling um, and let God come through the, the cracks and the seams, uh, but always the emphasis being on the, the powerful storytelling. And I think having true stories um, to build upon uh, is so helpful um, in that way. Um, because you can't really argue with the truth. Um, for instance, um, Hazel, so one of the films that we're working on now and going to be shooting in 2024 is Hazel, the 15-year-old farm girl saved her little brother and sister during a blizzard in 1920. That movie is just so full of Christian imagery and Christ-like sacrifice. She lays down her life for her little brother and sister. Um, and there's um, some more obvious um, Christian um, uh, symbology uh, in it, but I won't um, I won't uh, go into too many details. Details I don't want to spoil anything, but um, it, it, the the story itself lends its uh, it lends itself to uh, really powerful Christian messages. Um, and I think if we can. Uh, weave these messages into good stories, into good storytelling that isn't, you know, uh, quote-unquote, punching people in the face with a message, but really invites them in through uh, through powerful storytelling. I really feel like that'll... Um, it, it, it invites a discussion with audiences that even aren't Christian or aren't Catholic, um, but really raises questions in their minds. It's like, oh, you know, we're seeing these um, positive themes of faith and courage and love and sacrifice. We're seeing these present in, a, in the movie. Maybe there's something to that. So I feel like, um, you know, the, the work of evangelization can be done um, through, through these stories uh, as well. And from a, from a marketing standpoint, it, it opens them up to, to larger audiences, too, because if you watch the trailer for Sanctified, you say, oh, wow, that's an exciting... Western film. Um, I, it looks like I can enjoy that. And certainly most of the audiences that we get in the theater, um, and most of the audiences we'll get on the streaming platforms, they, don't, they aren't going there to watch a quote-unquote religious movie. They're going there to watch a great Western film. When people watch um, the story of Hazel, they're going to be watching a survival thriller about kids, you know, surviving in a brutal blizzard for 25 hours. Um, and when they watch Medora, they're going to be watching this epic romance about a French prince who comes to the North Dakota Badlands. Um, and yet, in the context of these stories, we can we can slip in so many uh, beautiful and positive themes about faith and about the sacraments and about um, about God. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like the long-winded 
answer to your question. Hopefully that got something. Yes, it did. I love what you said about seeing God through the cracks. And, mm-hmm. you know, it makes me think that um, films are entertaining, but they, they can also be a point of self-reflection, too. You know, we can ask ourselves, uh, I mean, I'm going to after hearing you say that, where is God in the cracks in my life? You know, where is he showing mm-hmm. himself? It, it reminds me of the soft voice. Yes. You know, who, right. who was in the mm-hmm. cave? Elijah in the yeah. cave? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. 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 The, the tiny whisper mm-hmm. of God, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you said that Sanctified is um, streaming now, which is exciting that we can watch it on mm-hmm. Prime and other mm-hmm. ways. Yep, you can watch that online now. And um, End of the Rope will be available probably later this year. Um, yeah, by the end of 2023, it should be available on streaming platforms um, as well. Dan, do you teach um, filmmaking at the University of Mary? No, I direct the theater program oh, okay. there. Um, so I put on the plays and teach acting classes there. Um, yeah, I've taught um, a couple classes in the communications program uh, at U Mary, but um, yeah, mostly it's been it's been theater. I um, I come from a theater background. I worked as an actor in, uh, in New York City and did a lot of um, acting on stage um, while I was out uh, in New York. So it's certainly something that I that I love. I've written a few original plays um, about North Dakota history that you know explore explore the subject matter in a similar way to what my films do. Um, so I, I'm a I'm a believer in theater uh, as well, but um, film has the ability to to travel and it has a life beyond the the actual you know physical uh, productions of, of stage plays, and um, so that's one reason why I you know, prefer uh, films. You know, more people can see them mm-hmm. and see them for a longer period of time. Of course, that also means that your mistakes live with you for longer uh, <laughs> right. as well, and you gotta stare at you know, the things that drive you crazy for longer. <laughs> which is humiliating, which is good. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, keep, keep you humble. Keeps you humble. Yeah. Right. Well, Dan, I, we're, we're coming up on our time here, but I uh, certainly, we, you know, we certainly wish you the best of luck with these films that you already have, and uh, we're looking forward to having you on again in the future where you can talk about the uh, you know, Medora and Hazel and what other films that you have uh, lined up to, uh, you know, here in North Dakota. Great. Thank you. Okay. And so I, I guess with that, I think we're going to a break. Preview. Uh, oh, I'm show. sorry. The preview. Okay. This is the part that everybody's been waiting for, where Aaron gets to get on the air. On the next Real Presence Live, Wednesday, tomorrow, from 9 to 11 a.m. Central, your hosts will be Heather Carroll and Lynn DeVitt coming to you live from the Faith and Business Conference in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, for a special episode of Real Presence Live. They will speak with local business leaders and speakers from the conference, which seeks to provide business businesses with the guidance on how to turn principles of faith into business practice. Back to you. Well, that wasn't five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I thought I was going to get to do that promo on the uh, Faith and Business Conference, and I, I know our listeners will enjoy, if they haven't uh, heard Heather, uh, Lynn Devitt yet, I know they've heard Heather, 
Uh, Lynn is the new executive director here at Real Presence Radio, and uh, uh, we're looking forward to uh, you know uh, her leadership and I, and the great things that are yet to come with uh, Real Presence Radio. So, Doreen, I think you've got a you've got one of your riddles. We're, I do. we're calling them riddles. We're mm-hmm. using the proper terminology okay. now. What happened when the teacher tied all the kids' shoelaces together? They went on a class trip. You got it, Jack. All right. <laughs> Excellent. The kid's a genius. You are. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, do you want another one? Sure. Okay. How does a book stay warm? A book stays warm. Um, red, open, uh, c- covers closed. Oh, it's it's uh, it's covered when it keeps covered. What do you call that cover on a book? The cover. No, you don't. Uh, the binding. No. no the, the the. It's part of your tell, name. Tell me. Part of your name. I, I'm. I'm. What's your name? My name is Jack. Jack. <laughs> you put on the book. Jacket. Oh. <laughs> That's a dumb one. <laughs> I guess. Sorry. I have to deflect. Otherwise, I'm the dumb one. It's time to end the show. Okay. It's time to end the show. So thanks for being with us and stay tuned for more good, great Catholic programming on Real Presence Radio throughout the course of the rest of the day. And um, be sure to listen. God in the cracks of your life. Listen to the special edition tomorrow on Wednesday at 9 o'clock. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.